welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a first of two days worth of Unhinged FC. It is Kelsey and Hector with you today. Edward, unfortunately, will not be with us this week. He is uh, dealing with some family issues, so hopefully, you know, everything gets better there. But once, once they do, he'll be back with us for the semifinals and finals of the Champions League. But wish him well right now. Now, Hector, this has been an absolute crazy, crazy leg one of the quarterfinals. Um, we saw our two teams battle it out to a 3-1 victory for Real Madrid. A lot of question marks surrounding the stadium and then, you know, a little joking around the stadium afterwards, including the creators of said stadium sending a 3D model to Jurgen Klopp after Jurgen Klopp kind of said it looked like a minor league stadium and didn't really look like a, a big league stadium and no Champions League games should be there. And uh, Klopp taking it in, in good good gesture afterwards man i i feel like klopp is taking a page out of the jose Mourinho. yeah you know they talk about the normal one versus the uh the chosen one and uh well let's just be honest i think klopp was like you know what i'm tired of being the normal one let's do something fun hey man i'll give props to him at least he didn't throw his team under the bus he threw the stadium under the bus so (laughs) you know baby steps baby steps (laughs) exactly and then in the other game that was last tuesday man city handled dortmund two to one Mind you, not an easy two to one victory for Man City. Uh, definitely had to fight to, tooth and nail and get a game winner in the 90th minute from one for I think believe Phil Foden, if I'm not mistaken, uh, scored the game winner in that match. So that's a very interesting day one last week, and then day two came around, and we're like, oh, okay, can't capitalize on that. Yeah, we were wrong. Uh, Bayern PSG, that one went three to two PSG. Surprise, surprise. And that was an absolute barn burner, both sides of that. And then in the Porto-Chelsea game, I don't know if everybody remembers what Edward had to say about Porto and Chelsea. Timo Werner scoring five goals in total between these two legs. However, Porto would win two to nothing. Well, he was right on the two to nothing, just the wrong team won two to nothing. Um, but so I guess but his little... prediction for the five goals is still in lock. Yeah, it's yeah, still, it's, it's still there. It's, it's still potential as Chelsea did beat Porto two to nothing. And that actually is two away goals, so that's pretty huge there. For I just want to I just want to point out that I did predict that. Yeah, <laughs> I did yeah, you did. Two, I did predict the two nothing win. You I think did. That's my only, my only correct prediction so far. I I think so as well. Actually, I don't think anybody else has, has come close. Um, yeah, and and, and the, it's worth mentioning PSG's three goals are away goals, three goals, and that's very very big. Dortmund also has one goal that's an away goal, so that also pretty much even, makes that Man City Dortmund game even a little bit bigger coming back to Dortmund and Liverpool. Thankfully, did get an away goal, so there is a little bit of competition left in that one. Um, if they could hold Real Madrid scoreless and score two goals, who knows what can happen? Probably not much, but you know what? I can hope. So anything's possible, man. <laughs> that's that's the big thing. So obviously, today is Tuesday, so we have two games on the docket like normal. Today's games, we just mentioned them: PSG, Bayern, Chelsea, Porto, and we're gonna kick it off with this Chelsea Porto game. As you mentioned, you had this prediction right, two nothing, and. How does first of all, how does that make you feel that you actually got you, you got a prediction right in the quarterfinals in a pretty competitive game? Um, I mean, I kind of I kind of had a good idea of how this Chelsea team has looked. Uh, not, nothing against FC Porto. I think Porto has done a great job. Um, and I mean, obviously they beat Juventus um, <laughs> in extra time and everything. I mean, you know, they're they're already exceeding expectations of everybody. I'm sure that they have their expectations, but I mean, you know, for a team that for Porto, I think this is this is huge for them. Um, they're not completely out of it. I mean, yeah, it's two to nothing, but that can easily be uh, equaled. So, I mean, this isn't – it's not a it's not a long shot. It's not a big deficit for Porto. So, I mean, they just have to make sure that they can 
stay disciplined, especially because it looks like Chelsea has now found the scoring bug, especially after their their big game that they had and Christian Pulisic scored. So I mean, um, I think I think we're gonna start seeing Chelsea scoring some goals. I think this is, I think if Chelsea is able to replicate what they did, I think Chelsea has uh, flipped the switch to make a pretty strong statement in this tournament. Yeah, definitely. And and as you mentioned, uh, with Porto, so they have a little bit of history against them right now, uh, if trends are to be believed. And that's since beating Leicester City 5 0 in the group stages of the competition in December 2016, Porto are winless in their following seven matches against English sides in the, in the Champions League, drawing only two, losing five. They've only scored twice while conceding 16 total goals over that time against English Premier League teams. So that's not good. Whereas Chelsea are completely unbeaten in this year's Champions League this season, they have played nine, won seven, drawn two. So they can become the first English team to go unbeaten across their first 10 games in a season in the competition since Liverpool back in 17-18. So a little bit of history on the sides of both teams here as far as like, you know, we'll see who can do what. But yeah, this is a big, it was a big, big win for Chelsea doing it away at Porto. I mean, that 2 nothing is, it looks good, but then also you consider their away goals. Well, that just made things so much dirtier. Um, so this is... This is a game that that's very interesting to go forward. I mean, this is it's going to take a lot from Porto to to pull this one back for sure. I'll I'll add one more thing too. Um, I know we we joked on on Chelsea about losing to West Brom, but I will say maybe there's some I guess some sort of 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 shining light or some some silver lining towards it. Um, it and it's because. There's no pressure now. Like they they lost. Like there's no under you know there's no undefeated streak anymore. That Tuchel since Tuchel has taken over uh, Chelsea, um, I think that there's no pressure now. They know they like hey we can't we don't have to talk about a stupid streak anymore. We can just focus on our games. I mean you saw you clearly saw it in their in their last match, and so I'm thinking that this is a very relaxed Chelsea team. Um, I mean, I kind of have to say man the player to watch in this game. Uh, is is going to be Timo Werner? I need to see this kid perform. The pressure is, and I, it's funny how we I say that. You know, obviously, we're predicting five goals. I don't know if five goals is going to happen, but I need to see something from Timo Werner. It's I feel like this is kind of a lack situation right now. You're coming in a lot of confidence right now from having a big win. Big, you got two way goals. The pressure, yes, there's some pressure for Chelsea to make sure they maintain it, but they know if you score one goal in the in this leg. You just made things a lot more intense for FC Porto. So it's on Timo Werner, man. This is the game where he needs to finally score some goals or a goal. Just he needs to get he needs to just put some goals in so he can start being relaxed. Because once Timo Werner is relaxed, I agree with Edward. This kid has a lot of potential, but he needs to ease up. And I think he can ease up once he finally scores a goal. I think he, this is a perfect scenario for Timo Werner to go ahead and start living up to his expectations. Yeah, you talk Timo Werner being relaxed. I mean, we saw what he could do last season. I mean, he was just absolutely outstanding, scoring goal after goal after goal, it seemed like. And then this big move, and he's got a lot to live up to. And, yeah, there's something there's something wrong. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we call it butt pucker syndrome in baseball, and, and I feel like it's the exact same when it comes to comes to this. He's, he's, he's paranoid. He's scared. He's, you know, he doesn't want to mess up, and so he's ending, he ends up in front of goal and aiming the ball. And that's the worst thing you can do. Instead of just knowing that you're, you know, 
trusting what you've done all your life as far as knowing where the net is. It's 12 feet wide. You're not going to, it doesn't change for anymore. Like you are at 12 feet wide. That's all there is to it. You know, the distances, you know, everything else just relax and, and, and stroke at home. And then unfortunately he hasn't been able to do that, but you're exactly right. You do need to see a lot from him this game. But for me, I look at Pepe on the other side, Porto, they need, they need some organization. They need some motivation. And what better guy to do that than the fiery Portuguese man himself, Pepe, who has plenty of experience winning titles with, with Real Madrid. It's not like he doesn't know how to win win big games. So he does know how to come in here and actually dictate the tempo from the back, if you will, and, and, and lead this team from the back. And that's a big that's gonna be a big deal because especially you consider the possession numbers from the first game. 61 or yeah, sorry, 51% and 49 or sorry, no, I'm right. <laughs> 61% and 39% were the possessions numbers. So 61% for Chelsea, 39% for Porto. Never gonna be a good number um uh when you're that when you're in the 30s for possession so pepe needs to be able to take the ball away from chelsea and then keep his team in it mentally to try to build towards this 2-0 victory uh 2-0 game that they needed they need to overcome and we'll see if they're able to do it but i don't know it's gonna be a tough one but i do need to see pepe step up for for porto for sure and he needs to dictate the dictate the way this game is going to be played in my my eyes he's going to be the big deal um so i guess we come down to it Hector, what's your predictions? Um, I think that like, this is just a too good situation, too good of a situation for Chelsea. Um, I mean, maybe some people could think maybe Chelsea are. I, I, this is the thing, but I don't think Chelsea's a team that's going to underestimate their opponent. Um, I think Tuchel is just too good of a manager to let that happen to his team. Um, and so, I mean, they're going to be on their wits. I mean, they know what, what Porter can do, especially if you let them make a mistake because you're seeing what Sergio Oliveira can do. You're seeing what Luis Diaz can do. Lusa Moriga, these guys are quick. And if you give them an opening, they're going to take it and you're going to, and you're going to pay for it. I mean, look at Juventus. We, we see what happens when, when you don't take this team seriously. I don't think Chelsea is that team. They have a solid back line. They have N'Golo Conte which just seems to be like the offensive mastermind of all things. Um, I just think this team is too disciplined in the, in the back um, for them not to, for them to think that, oh, we're just going to take on Porto. I don't think they're going to make those mistakes. And I think because of that, you're, the attack is going to be able to relax. And I'm just going to say, they just need one goal to win it. And I think it's going to be a one nothing win. And I think Timo Verne is going to be the guy that scores it. Yeah, I mean, I like that that look for for everything you said for for Chelsea. Um, I do think it's going to be a little more competitive in the second leg, and I, I just that's just down to more 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 being down to Porto uh, striving to be better than it is anything else. Um, I actually have this going two to one Chelsea. However, Timo Werner does get one, and maybe Mason Mount will say gets the second one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me either way if Timo Werner does end up scoring both. But I do have a two one for Chelsea. Uh, back at home, technically getting home home away goals. So that'd be a very interesting one, either way that goes. Because and I think, course, and of course, we know Edward's prediction is five nothing. Yeah, Edward has to go five nothing, uh, Chelsea for his his team over pick to to pay off. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe he picks it seven nothing, Chelsea, and expects <laughs> Ben Chilwell and 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 Mason Mount to score again. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, we love we love messing with Edward about this. This is just this has been so entertaining. Uh, but we'll get we'll we'll be right back, guys. We're gonna take a quick break. You're gonna hear from Fanatics and Fubo TV. And when we come back, we will talk PSG and Bayern Munich. We'll be right back. 
What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. You know, if you missed the brand new news, we have partnered with Fanatics.com. So if you're market for a brand new t-shirt, brand new hoodie, brand new jersey, no matter the team, no matter the player, no matter the sport, Fanatics.com is your place to stop. Not only does this help support our podcast, but it helps support the entire Unhinged Sports Network. Check the link in our bio or go to UnhingedSN.com. I'll be having DJ in the High Low Sports Podcast. See ya. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast, and we recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV? Fubo TV is a service to broadcast live TV over the internet, no cable required. Watch your favorite teams, network shows, news, and movies on over 100 plus channels. You get channels like CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. You can watch all the games. So go ahead, click that link in our bio, and get started on your seven day free trial. And stay tuned to some more great programming right here on the Unhinged Sports Network. And welcome back, guys, as you just heard from our sponsors over at Fanatics and Fubo TV. Fantastic sponsors for the network, honestly, at this point in time, we have to tell you. If you guys haven't already bought all your gear, your, your Champions League gear, your jerseys, all your, for your favorite team, head on over to Fanatics.com. All you got to do is search by team, and you can find it. And by the way, if you guys didn't know, MLS starts in, oh, I don't know, five days. So be sure to go over there and get your new jerseys. And if, you're, if you guys are in the Austin area... Maybe go pick up an Austin FC jersey. They're joining the league this year. Their jerseys look pretty clean. Be completely honest about that. Or maybe you're an ATL fan. Got some ATL ATL stuff in there. Or you're like Hector. You're a Houston fan. Get you some of that new rebranded Houston Dynamo FC jerseys. Man, you know what's so hard about these MLS jerseys? LA Galaxy. Man, I hate to admit it. LA Galaxy hit it out of the park with the jersey that they dropped. It is sick if i was if i could just be a, a straight up mls fan i would definitely try to cop it but unfortunately i'm not um and then dang seattle even doing the little purple haze um homage to the Jimi hendrix there's a banger jerseys man if you're just a jersey appreciator um maybe you should go ahead and cop some of these mls jerseys because i think that some of these mls teams they hit it out of the park with their jerseys, especially if you do something to commemorate something. Obviously, the LA Galaxy commemorated their their old school kids that they had back in the day. You got you got Seattle, you know, paying homage to Jimi Hendrix. Uh, There's countless. I, ones. I wish I wish Houston could do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like feel- a, a purple DJ screw like Dynamo jersey. <laughs> something. I mean, honestly, I, I look. I, I love the idea of the orange crush and the, that mentality of things, but. I'm sorry. I'm looking at an orange, a bright orange jersey every year that is just all solid orange and an all solid black jersey as a secondary. I'm just like, guys, come on. You have orange and black in your uniforms. You can do so much more. I mean, just imagine like a Halloween theme on one. That would be fantastic. Anything. Yeah, I'm all for it. Anything. But so obviously, as we, as we mentioned, go check out Fanatics, guys. It's a link is in our, both of our bios. Um, and as Hector mentioned, if you guys are just jersey fans, I mean, no better time to pick up just jerseys than now as they are having sales year-round on their website. So be sure to check that out. Plus, Mexico's banger of a jersey as well. Absolutely. Those, those L3 jerseys are something else. I, I enjoy those. And I don't even like Mexican. Uh, this, might be the, this might be the year I finally crack and get a Mexico jersey. And look, this might and be the- <laughs> I hate the U.S.'s jerseys this year. Like I'm like, come on, guys. Like We could have done so much better. All these designs that the U.S. could put out, and they're going to put out those type of jerseys, that's uh, awful. And, and then L3 is mean, over here I, like, I, oh, I'm we're going to put I'll, out. I'll be a little bit different. I do like the clean look. I like the white jersey clean look. So. 
I love the old Centennial ones. Give me the old Centennial with the old school USA patch on it with just a solid white with the with the block numbers and the blue collar. Those were clean. Okay, now bad. I'm just like, ah. Ever since the bomb pops, I'm just like, all right, hold on now. <laughs> those were the ones that killed me. Yeah, um, I'm not. That's a it's a mixed feelings on that one. I wish I honestly I wish they would have adopted the women's uniform, the black and the white with the neon. Oh green. man, that was the the neon. That was clean. I, I wish I would have copped one of those, man. Oh, those were perfect. If you guys don't don't know, I'm a huge U.S. Women's National Team fan, and I think they are obviously the better of the two national team programs, without a doubt at this point in time. Speaking of women's soccer, NWSL is also kicking already kicked yeah. off as well. Yeah, and they their had some... jersey. Their jerseys are some bangers as well. Yeah, it's this is a year for jerseys when it comes to it comes to soccer in America. I feel like for sure. Um, so definitely go check those out, guys. And now. Speaking of jerseys, we're going to talk about one of the most fashion-forward programs in PSG versus Bayern Munich. We talk about some of the coolest jerseys, some of the cleanest jerseys have ever come out. We talk about PSG. We talk about Bayern Munich. They're just classics. I mean, the center solid stripe from PSG, and then you obviously talk about these simple reds, the simple bar reds, and because they have the two, two different tones of reds, but they're literally almost identical that alternate on top of them with Bayern Munich. Uh, two fantastic teams long term and and just have continue to do so. They 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 lit it up in leg one. There's, there's no other way to put it. Three to two in this game. Kylian Mbappe scoring two goals in the third minute and the 68th minute, sandwiched in between Marquinhos's goal, who we talked about needs to step up defensively and be, be solid in the back. Well, he said, okay, I'll do that. But then you know what else I'll do? I'll go score a goal. So that's what will happen. And then on the flip side of things. Eric Maxim Chupamotang scored one goal, and Thomas Muller scoring the second goal on a pretty amazing, basically essentially a bicycle kick. It wasn't a full bike, but it was a bike. Let's be honest about it. It was an overhead kick is the best way to put it. It was a, it was a unicycle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It was, it was the German unicycle kick, if we'll, we'll call it that, um, with T- Thomas Muller. So giving themselves a chance. However, those three PSG goals are away goals. So... This is, this is an interesting game because those three away goals are going to play out huge. And Byron has their work cut out for him, as we mentioned, without Robert Lewandowski for another few months. So, Hector, what do you think that has to happen here for Byron to be able to come back? They need a they need someone up top to, to score some goals, man. I mean, you know, you thought that you had it with um, – I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. But, but oh, Maxim Chupamoteng? Yeah, Chupamoteng. Um, the man that actually recent was last literally last year was with PSG mm-hmm. and now he's here with Bayern Munich. Um, and, I mean, he came off with a big goal against RB Leipzig, but then now they had this nil no draw with I can't believe I'm saying this Union Berlin, but yeah. that happened. Um, so what's crazy is that that if they would have won that game, I believe that Bayern Munich would have clinched their ninth straight Bundesliga. So, I mean, they're probably still gonna win the Bundesliga. I'm not, we're not saying that they're not, but it's just crazy to think that a draw really <laughs> affected them that much. Uh, and now there's all question marks about, about Bayern Munich. Um, there's one thing I know about Bayern Munich. You can never count this team out. Yes, they're, they're in a quite a predicament because in the event of them tying. But, I mean, they just need to win this game. That's all they need to do. As long as they can not let PSG score goals and they can at least – score two two goals you win with two goals obviously mind you you don't let PSG score but you win with two goals a two nothing win gets Bayern Munich onto the semifinal um but 
and, and it's crazy to say this, especially after a game where they gave up two goals. Kaylor Navas has looked really solid. And that's kind of a reason why this back line has been so good is because you have a goalkeeper like Kaylor Navas. Because in that first leg, honestly, Bayern Munich could have easily have won this game because they had plenty of opportunities to have scored on PSG. But Kaylor Navas, he's showing why he, he was a big part of Real Madrid's uh, Champions League runs in the previous years. Um, he was part of that three P, um, and you know last year he did take. He was a, a crucial part of PSG's run to the Champions League final as well. So man, we, we need to start putting some respect on Kaylor Navas. I feel like that's one of the most underappreciated players in in UEFA just because he's from Costa Rica. But, I, was about to, I was about to say yeah, he just got actually rated as the number one player from that region as well. So that is something worth worth mentioning. He, finally, somebody recognizes how good Kaylor Navas has been. Concacaf recognizes him. But UEFA, I mean, there's already the hay of rumors for PSG, so that's just shows you how little respect they get to yeah. the killer novice. But, but I mean, it's gonna be big on this on this PSG team. To one, this is Bayern Munich. I I've said this many times over and over again. You can't let this team get an ounce of a shot because you can never count this team out. They're gonna come back, and they're gonna come back with gusto. Um, I mean, you got Thomas Mueller, an amazing player. Leroy Sané, you have Narby. And it's crazy because you I am not even mentioning Kingsley Coleman, but that's still off and a, a, a possible player. Yeah. This team is stacked up front and is stacked in the midfield. Defense might be, have some question marks, but it's still very solid nonetheless. And then, of course, you got Manuel North. So this is a team that you can't give them a lead because they're going to take full advantage. This isn't a, even without, like like I said, without Robert, with Robert Lewandowski, there's they're completely dangerous and invincible. Without Lewandowski, they're still a pretty solid team that could probably still win a Champions League. Yeah, without a doubt. Now I I know you you know you were talking Kaylor Navas a lot, but I gotta you talked about Manuel Neuer just a little bit there at the end. I have to give him credit. PSG had a total of thirty one shots. Oh, sorry, no, my bad. I'm reading this wrong. Kaylor Navas had a th- total of thirty one shots faced in the first leg against Bayern, which is the most in a single game in UEFA Champions League history. So the German side was the Bayern Munich was expected to have their expected goals number was a value of about 3.79. So essentially four goals is what they were expected to score based off of their total number of shots. That's the most of any team in the competition this season. Most, most amount of shots faced since 2003, 2004 and Carlo Navas stonewalled them all kept them to a two, two goals period. I mean, like, that just tells you how good Kaylor Navas has been. I, I read that wrong initially and that just reapproves your point of how good Kaylor Navas has been. Uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. And another stat going for PSG right now, uh, they're the first team to beat Bayern Munich under Hansi Flick in 17 games in the Champions League. And the German side has, haven't has failed to win both legs of a knockout tie in the competition since 1819 when they did so against Liverpool, uh, when they drew and then lost against Liverpool. So this also is, is a two-sided thing where PSG... First team to beat Hansi Flick. How does that? How does he react as a, as a manager um, going into this PSG match uh, at at PSG? Mind you, this is at Parc de Prince. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting leg two coming forward. But yeah, this looks really good for for PSG. Everybody looks good on PSG team. There's and everybody who was injured coming back likely in this game, so they should be healthy and ready to go. So. For all intents and purposes, it is full go for PSG, whereas, as we mentioned, Lewandowski being the big injury does hamper a lot of your attacking for, for Bayern Munich. And 
that'll be the big one. Um, and for me, I have this one going very much like you have Chelsea going one nothing. I think this is through all the attacking purposes, all that. It's it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be one nothing. PSG will win this game one nothing at home uh, and advance to the to the semifinals, which I think would be a fantastic fantastic draw for him. But uh, Hector, what do you how do you have this one going? Uh, I'm gonna say history repeats itself, and like you mentioned, the the Liverpool outing with Bayern Munich. I think it's gonna be a one-one draw. I think Munich gets a goal, gets the first scores the first goal. They feel that they're kind of moving the ball a little bit, and the player I'm gonna highlight is Neymar. I think Neymar is gonna come up big for them. I mean, he's he's suspended for a game, so I mean, he might as well might as well go ahead and play it all out in Champions League. Um, and puts them in the semifinal, and there goes the heavy favorite to win the Champions League. Yeah, and that's something crazy that we didn't talk about. This is Bayern Munich has been, for all intents and purposes, everybody's favorite team when it comes down to winning the Champions League this season. They've just been that head and hills above everybody else. But as we mentioned, once Lewandowski goes down, they're still a good team, but they no longer become that heavy favorite. They then become just another one of the bunch, it feels like. And and we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously, this one's going to be a very exciting game. And this one, well, the reason why we highlight it second normally is because this is going to be the more exciting of the two. We've been wrong before. I'm looking at you, Porto and Juve, and uh, we'll we'll see if if Porto decides to prove us wrong yet again. I hope, hopefully, they don't because I'd feel terrible. We've underestimated Porto to this point in time twice now, if that's the case. So we'll see how that goes. You got Oliveira going ahead, and he's like, "You think Timo Werner's going to score five goals? Watch this." Yeah. Oh, man, that would kill me. But that does it for us today, guys. Obviously, we have two fantastic games today. And then tomorrow, we will have even more as we talk Real Madrid, Liverpool, and Man City Dortmund, which, as you guys know, Real Madrid-Liverpool has a little bit of, little bit of skin on the line for both of us here as the loser of that game is guaranteed to join our singing bet. Right now, it's just a solo with Edward. We're guaranteed a duet at the very least with one of us joining him. And right now it looks like I will be joining him if Liverpool cannot pull it out. But we'll talk about that tomorrow, guys. For Hector and Insert Name FC, go check him out on Twitter at Insert Name FC and also on Instagram by the same name. And then over here, check me out at high, low, high underscore low underscore sports on Twitter or on YouTube to search high low sports. And we will be with you guys again tomorrow. Until next time, see you.